Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined by Yuri from Talos Incident Response. Thanks for coming on, Yuri. Hey, thanks for having me. So today we're going to be talking about your experience in helping to defend the network at Black Hat. And when we say that, we're talking about like the actual conference in Las Vegas that at this point was like a month or two ago. And you already wrote about your experience for the Cisco blog, which we'll be linking to. So can you kind of just start out telling folks who are listening what the Network Operations Center at Black Hat is exactly? This is what you partook in, volunteered with, and kind of tell me how you came to be involved with this particular operation. So the so the job of NOC, right, is to facilitate network connectivity across the conference. So we set up, uh, you know, routing, switching, firewalls, Wi-Fi infrastructure that is then being used by the participants. So whether you are on the floor where the where the presentations are, right, if you're connecting to the Wi-Fi, we, we set up that environment. And of course, then once we set this environment, we're able to monitor this for threats. So so the job of NOC realistically is to, is to look for threats, see if there's anything that could potentially endanger participants and also verify what is um, what is actually happening in the network. You know, do we get a good throughput and, and things like that. Now in terms of how I did get involved, um, so actually it was Black Hat NOC that approached Cisco, uh, Cisco Black Hat leadership. So we have a kind of yearly representation in there with my awesome colleagues running this kind of um, outreach for various organizations, reach out to Talos leadership and say, hey, do you know anyone who can, who can help us with this? And that's how I got involved in, uh, in, in this aspect. Like it helps a little bit to be part of a, we call a service ownership of threat hunting. So that is being actually a service that we sell to our customers through Talos IR. So can you take me a little bit behind the scenes here? Uh, I'm curious, you know, what kind of tools you're working with to help defend the network? Any particular, you know, like what dashboards do you have set up to monitor the situation? And then tell me, you, you know, what happens? Okay, you see something suspicious, then what? All right, so so let's start with the tools. So the cool thing about NOC is that we've basically got quite a lot of different friends uh, available in there, right? So we have access to Cisco Kit because, you know, Cisco is a networking company, of course, we will help to set up so all kinds of different aspects. But we also gonna have kits from other vendors. Like for example, we have uh, you know firewalls from Palo Alto and Arista doing the Wi-Fi and Coralite doing networking. So from our perspective, what we what we typically do for Black Hat is we, we kind of dispatch an entire team of Cisco engineers from all the different kind of product lines. Uh, like for example, XDR, Thousand Eyes, Umbrella, Secure Cloud Analytics, and then that means that they also bring their products with them, right? So we will have somebody responsible, for example, for setting Umbrella to monitor all of the Anvil DNS. And then we can use this within NOC to actually perform threat hunting with. So from our perspective this year, we had, for example, Meraki systems available. We have secure network malware analytics. We've got Thousand Eyes, Umbrella, Secure Cloud Analytics. And, and for the first time ever, we've also got Cisco XDR, which is the new um, new product that is being released by Cisco, uh, I believe, this quarter. Now, of course, on the other hand, we on the other hand, we also have a whole bunch of different folks uh, bringing their technologies, which is great. And, and the really cool thing about NOC is that we get to kind of work side by side together. We have access to their technology, and and, and that way we can facilitate the threat hunting across across the wider infrastructure. Now, for me, the main kind of dashboard, if you will, uh, was the Cisco XDR this year because it's a new product. I kind of wanted to to test drive it, see how it operates, you know, see what kind of interesting things we can pick up in there, and, and also the NetWitness. Um, so NetWitness allows you to kind of see a very deep level packet inspection on the traffic that comes in and out of organization. 
in this case, a conference. And then that way we can kind of combine the two where, for example, we see an alert in XDR that says, look, this device is, is, is suspicious. And then I can go and start reviewing the traffic originating from this device to say witness to get a very good understanding of what's actually happening on the kind of packet level. And finally, you know, what happens if something suspicious happens? So if, if something really bad were to happen, or we do find that there's, for example, malware and things like that, first thing we'll do is we'll actually notify everybody in the NOC that this is happening, right? So we will go out there, we'll, we'll tell everybody through our communication channels that, look, we, we identify suspicious threat. Here's the evidence. And we will work together to, first of all, confirm the threat. You know, what's, what's actually, what's actually happening is, is it really bad? Who is, who is impacted? You know, is it an attendee? Is it, is it somebody participating in, let's say, training on Black Hat? And then we'll try to find them and notify them. You will see a piece of code I actually wrote for, for example, for uh, tracking users through Wi-Fi. So I was able to, to then identify which rooms they're actually connected to. So I can actually go to the room or we can go to the room as, as an off team and say, look, you know, this is what's happening. Please, uh, please be aware. So from this year, are there any particular incidents or stories that stood out to you that you can share with us? And since, you know, this is not your first time working at the Network Operations Center, was there anything like unique about this year's conference or the challenges that you faced this year? I think there's a couple of interesting stories there. So the really interesting things I found was was the fact that we we found a couple of people compromised unknowingly, as in like they were not running, you know, a lab environment, for example, on the, on the laptop and and they brought this to Black Hat and then, and then, you know, they were trying to, to break into system things like that. There are actually people who, who are genuinely compromised. They have asynchronous rat or auto erosions running on their systems. And and that meant that somebody could take over the machine pretty much day to day. And anytime they wanted to deploy a piece of malware or, or some sort of spying software or anything else like that, they could just easily do that. I think the really interesting thing that, that we found this year as well is is the number of attendees because every single person that comes Black Hat, you know, if they start using Wi-Fi, if they start using uh, the technologies that's available, you know, they got access through all the different portals and everything else. Um, they they kind of bring their own little network problems to us as well. So like, for example, we start noticing that lots of people are still using clear text emails. So lots of emails flying in the network on the Wi-Fi, for example. Um, so I think there were roughly about 20,000 attendees this year. So you can imagine that as those kind of connections starts popping in and out, you start seeing some interesting alerts, you know, communication to malware domains, communication to, to suspicious systems. Now, some of that will be part of the classes. So the actual training grounds and exercises that is being run before Black Hat, some of them will be real compromises that, that we kind of need to go and track and, and work out whether we need to go and talk with people. One of the things that, that I thought was really interesting uh, when I was reading over your blog post was that you pointed out that there are different types of common traffic and communications that you could intercept in the, the operation center because it was being transmitted using insecure protocols on the conference floor. So this like included things like clear text personal information that people would just like send out in emails or just kind of unknowingly exposed by connecting to the internet. So can you kind of tell me some more about that? How does something like that even like pop up so that you notice it? And then if you are a conference attendee, like this doesn't even have to do with Black Hat, what should you be considering when it comes to sending information like this across your devices when you're in a big public place on a public network? Uh, all right, so so let's let's start with the clear text. So um, you know, as a, as a, as a knock team, we don't really you know disarm. TLS and SSL. So we cannot go there and ask people to install SSL certificates on devices and, and let us intercept encrypted traffic. So, so that's the first thing. 
Um, now, what this means is that we get to kind of operate a lot on the on the clear text traffic that we see out there, you know, port 80, HTTP, you know, FTP, etc. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, in the 21st century, we're still pretty much using clear text for a lot of things. We've seen, we've seen, for example, social networks where you can literally upload your pictures and everything else like that, you know, available to HTTP. We've seen, you know, all kinds of mobile applications communicating in the clear text. Uh, we've seen suspicious traffic, for example, you know, HTTP protocol on port 999, which is a very suspicious thing straight off. And, and that's kind of how we identified as well the, the auto Trojan because he was communicating clear text. Uh, he was obfuscating the traffic, but he was still in the clear text. So from our perspective, it's, it's actually quite interesting to see of how much, for example, emails we see on the Wi-Fi environment, right? And, you know, the new, the interesting fact was that the new mobile applications, they still allow you to, to use clear text and unsecure protocols, right? It's like, I can understand folks might not be able necessarily to say configure the server because they might not have knowledge or skills to do that. But at least I would expect mobile application of kind of some sort of modern standard and say, well, actually, you know what, your configuration is completely insecure. Try not to using it or something like that. So lots of really interesting findings. For example, last year, we've seen a lot of LDAP bindings. This year, we've seen a lot of less LDAP bindings, which means that last year we could identify the organizations that the systems were trying to, to communicate with. Um, this year, not so much, for example. So that was that was quite an interesting finding, too. One of the things that we uh, we like to kind of review when we call mismatches. So, you know, HTTP over port 999, like I mentioned, something that will jump out on you very quickly. You know, some really custom protocols that you've never seen before, but you're actually looking to pick up and then you, you figure out, oh yeah, this is just, you know, post parameter going to the website. Now for, for folks who wants to kind of travel to conferences and, and, and you know, consider those things. I mean, the, the VPNs, you know, are, are the obvious thing to potentially do on your devices. Right. So if you are going to conference, have a VPN. Um, but that's kind of only sorting one part of the solution. I mean, realistically, I, I would love, for example, if a mobile application will tell you, by the way, the service that you are connecting to is completely insecure. Maybe you should consider revisiting the configuration, uh, especially for email services, because sometimes small organizations, they just don't have enough, you know, cash to, to go out there and buy a premium, you know, fully compliant encrypted uh, email server that will just simply try to get, um, get whatever they can to, to just enable communication. And that means that those devices are left uh, unconfigured or they simply left in the default state, which means that they're using clear text without nece necessarily realizing that. So yeah, so VPNs, uh, a good configuration is something that I would definitely advise folks on. If you're going to a conference, uh, you know, try, I mean, you know, realistically, if you go to a conference, try to attend some of the, uh, some of the meetings and don't, uh, don't spend all your time on the mobile, right? But of course, um, of course, trying to, trying to secure your devices, make sure that the traffic that you are that you're emitting is is encrypted. It's always a good shout, especially in public places. And this is not just for conferences, you know, for any coffee shop or any Wi-Fi network that you ever connect. So, besides all those things uh, that you just talked about, what are some other lessons learned? You know, now that you've done this for a few years now, do you feel like working in the operations center gives you, you know, any skills or experiences that you? kind of carry into your day-to-day -day with Talos now too? Yeah, uh, th there's a lot of that actually. So so one of the interesting things that I find about Nock is that it's a very humbling experience. You know, sometimes people think, oh, you're just going to go there and, and you look for alerts and you look for at consoles and they'll tell you everything you need to know. The reality is not it's not like that at all. Quite often, if, if you want to identify a valid alert and actually perform pr full investigation, you need to understand couple of different technologies and you need to also talk with people, right? So it's not about putting your headphones in and, and 
kind of being in a dark corner of the room. Although we do have a we do have a, this, the knock room is pretty dark, but it's not about that. It's actually about going and building some of the connections with other team members. We have a little bit of a, a kind of a family in the knock nowadays, where where we can talk to each other, we know each other a little bit better, and and that allows us to you know confirm, for example, alerts because. I might see something in, let's say, an XDR or maybe something else. I'll then go and chat with, with Palo Alto team, ask them whether they've seen something. I'll then go and chat with, with for example, NetWitness team and talk about what they've seen. And eventually all of us really arrive at conclusion. So so you have to be able to, to communicate with people. You have to be able to find solutions. You have to be able to code things up on the fly. It's a little bit like hackathon, if you think about the knock. Because like the technology changes every year as well, and you have to kind of build that that bridge to different different folks in the room every year as well. And then once you get access to a piece of technology, then the, then you need to identify okay, how can I actually use this to perform a sensitive sensible uh, threat hunt? Uh, always bring bring technology with you, right? So bring SSD. I keep telling this to everyone. Why? Because you you <laughs> want to you want to have the fast disk speed read simply because you're downloading a lot of pickups as well. Um, you know, even like a, a five minute improvement is actually quite large when, you, when you're searching uh, large data sets. And this is what we are dealing with in the end. We are actually dealing with large data sets, you know, 22,000 people coming in, bringing in their devices, connecting to the environment, connecting to the network and X number of people attending remotely and things like that. That's a lot of traffic that, that you look at. And, and the final piece I would say is, is, is NOC is really about being open-minded and, and things change in NOC very quickly as well. So, for example, to give you an example, this year the access points were run by a company called Arista. So, uh, wireless access points were were set up and executed by them. Last year we had Cisco Meraki. So, last year, for example, I was involved in actually setting of the wireless access points, which I have never done in my life. Right? I've never like think about things like network coverage and and how do you measure the strength of the signal. And then, you know, how do you then position the, 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 the Wi-Fi access points in the room for maximum coverage, overlaps, and things like that? It's really interesting because it's not something I get to be exposed on the kind of daily basis, but it is something that, uh, you know, you just get involved in. Say, like, hey, we need a couple of people to help out. Can you please uh, come around and help us with, with this piece of technology or that piece of technology? And, and you know, if you're happy to volunteer and you're kind of open-minded about, about that, then, then you get a, a great benefit of working with some really amazing people. And also learning a couple of new things. So from last year, I can definitely say I've learned how to position a wireless access point, which is not something I've ever knew uh, before in my life. Better you than me, anyways. <laughs> I don't even want me doing that. So I think it's experience. You know, it's like um, you know, you get guided by people as well. So like next to me, the, the, there was a guy, for example, who's been setting up those kind of access points for like. 15 years, you know, in all kinds of different places. And you can see how much work goes into preparation of that thing, you know, GPS mapping and all of that stuff. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks as always, Yuri, from co for coming on the show uh, and for talking to me about this. In the show notes, I'll be linking to your blog post on this matter and some of your other colleagues who worked on the NOC contributed to that as well over on the Cisco blog. So I'll be linking to that if people want to learn more about this. But uh, in the meantime, man, I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much for having me.